I'm your host, Vic Choksi, and this is Victory Lab. The premise behind Victory Lap is simple. It's to have on luminaries from the sports, entertainment, and media worlds to talk about their journey, and most notably, one victory that helped them reach their goal. Today, you'll be hearing some bonus interviews I did with two beloved basketball personalities. I spoke with Rachel Demita in 2019. Rachel is currently a social media influencer. I interviewed her shortly after her departure from NBA 2K. But the first interview you'll hear is with Utah Jazz superstar Donovan Mitchell. I spoke with Donovan in 2019, and we discussed several topics, including how his season was going, his newfound appreciation for Kobe Bryant, and his new deal with body armor. I'm a huge fan of Donovan's on and off the court. Donovan, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited. Before we get started, I wanted to just say thanks. You know, not only are you one of my favorite players in the league to watch on the court, but, you know, you've been pretty awesome off the court. I love how you do a lot of things for the community, give away your shoes to the kids. You know, where'd you get that idea from to give away your shoes to the kids, like before games, after games? I've always wanted, whenever I went to NBA games as a kid, I begged and pleaded for my mom and dad to let me go early so I could watch warm-ups. So for me, I was kind of naturally attached, like drawn to, to people who come early because I've always wanted to be that kid. And the biggest thing I was as a kid used, you want a jersey or you want shoes. So I thought, you know, it'd be pretty special to kind of give away colorways of shoes that probably won't be out to kids that come there. And it's really special, you know, to be able to give a kid those shoes and, and kind of just have fun with it. You know, we'll start with this. You know, you've signed a partnership deal with Body Armor Sports Strength. So, you know, congrats on the move, man. How did that all come about? Thank you. You know, I've always been someone who likes to, to be innovative and, and, and be difference you know when i thought about the opportunity to partner with body armor i thought it'd be the perfect you know choice for me because everybody obviously you hear about gatorade and all, all that but you know with us i think it's really special the way that body armor is made you know you think about all the other sports drinks with with sugar and all that you know i think with, with body armor you know myself james kobe i look at james and kobe as guys so you know the stuff that they're doing the way they take care of their body it must be it must be the drink, right? <laughs> I think that's one thing for me that I really looked to. I looked towards and I was like, I just studied and I was like, man, it's bigger than just what you do on the floor. It's what you do the night before. It's how you hydrate. And they certain vitamins and stuff they put in. The drink really I was drawn to and I think that was really pretty special for me. Well, how did the whole deal kind of come about? Was it something that you were just like, hey, you know, I really love the strength to train. Let me reach out and have my reps reach out. Or was it something, you know, that kind of organically came through where they're like, hey, we want you to be a part, you know, kind of our face person for this deal as well? I think it was um, something that organically happened, you know, and I was, I'm blessed to that they, the body, I mean, you know, took a chance on me, obviously being a second year guy, you know, it's, it's not always the case, but, you know, I'm definitely blessed to have this opportunity. But it wasn't, the best thing about it is that it wasn't forced. You know, I love when I took my first sip of the strawberry watermelon, I believe it was. I took it at the shoot and I was like, man, like this is, this is incredible. You know, and I think that from there it was, it was just organic and, you know, something that I wanted to do. It wasn't something that was like, you know, sometimes it happens and just, you know, it's forced. And I think that was what really drew me to them. You know, this has been a big year for you just overall speaking of deals with companies, right? Like you just dropped your own shoe with Adidas as well, right? So congrats with that. How does it feel, to, like you said, to be a second-year player in the league and also have your own shoe now? Yeah, to be honest with you, this whole thing is just pretty, pretty insane. It's one of those things the kids you dream of. I feel like you're living a 2K My Player career. You 
like that's kind of where I'm at in my head. It's pretty special, you know, and it's one of those things, you know, I'm never taking for granted. You know, I thank God that he gave me this opportunity to be in this spot. But, you know, from, from body armor to Adidas to stance to new era, I'm just so, so blessed that they've all, like I said, taken a chance on me and believed in me like I believe in myself. And then your logo, you know, I'm a big Stanley Spider-Man guy. I know you talked to me a little bit earlier this season about just your love for it, your nickname. How did you come up with the logo for the shoe and like incorporate that? Did you come up with that yourself or did you work with some people over at Adidas? Obviously, you know, with my nickname, I had to incorporate Spider, the Spider in the logo somehow, some way. Yep. You know, I think we incorporated that with the basketball. You know, my biggest thing was I just, I, I trusted the, the designer to just, to take it away, you know, and I think I love the finished product. We've had about, I think, two or three different drafts. And I think that the end result was something I love, you know, and I think it's an incredible piece of work. And I, and I, I think that's one of those things that I, it just shows another piece of who I am. You know, I think Spider-Man, uh, obviously being my favorite Stan Lee movie, I think having that in my logo was definitely something I wanted to put in there for sure. Let's talk a little NBA, man. You know, first things first, All-Star Dunk Contest. I know you're not doing it this year. You know, what was your thought process before dropping out? Do you kind of regret your decision? Are you feeling good about it now? No, I'm I'm actually very confident in my decision. You know, obviously, it was one of the hardest decisions I've had to make because that's my favorite event of the the weekend. Obviously, growing up, because I was really just a dunker growing up, and I wasn't really a uh, basketball player. I I just loved to dunk ball. So for me... Um, to say no to that was really, really tough. But I remember how I felt last year coming back, you know, the focus and preparation I had to put in, even just being a replacement in a dunk contest, the focus and preparation I had to put in to that dunk contest, it was taxing. You know, when I got back, those first few games, I was just tired mentally and physically. With the way we started off the season, you know, we're kind of getting back to where we were. But I needed, I think, I, I feel like my teammates and myself, I needed to be the best player that I could be, best and that needs to be in the best headspace, you know, coming back in the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, that leads me to my next question. You know, how has this season been for you compared to last season where you took the league by storm? You know, teams kind of now have a book on you on the Jazz. Last year, you guys were, you know, hunters, right? Like, now you guys are a little bit of the hunted. How have teams played you a little differently, and yeah. how has it been this year? It's been, from, from in my life, I've never been the hunted. I've always been the hunter. I've always been that. So it was a little bit of an adjustment period. You know, for me, I think for us as a whole, too, as, as a team, you know, we're always with us losing board and everybody, you know, counted us out. They've all been counted out in, in separate parts of our careers, whether it's Joe and Luke getting cut by the Clippers, Rudy getting picked 27, people saying Ricky can't shoot, Roy's going undrafted. Like, you can go down the line of guys on our team who've been, you know, overlooked or, or underrated. So I think that's what really kind of drew us together last year. And obviously this year, with the success we had last year, we it's a, it was, I wouldn't say unfamiliar ground for some of us, but for me, it was definitely unfamiliar ground, kind of being on the, everybody's radar. So for me, it took me a little bit of a time to kind of uh, get adjusted and, and, and get incorporated back into that mindset. And not to say you lose hunger, it's just something that you just got to understand that people are out to get you every night. And it's not like in college or in high school, these are guys who, this is their job to make sure that you don't score the ball. So it's a little bit different. Yeah, I think that's the thing. A lot of people, regular fans, they don't get that. That That is the biggest difference this year. And you guys are still in a good spot, right? Everyone talks about the Warriors, right? So, you know, I got to ask you a Warriors question. To me, they look a little shakier this year. You know, are, are they a little bit more vulnerable this year than prior years past? Or have you thought about that at all? You can, I think, as everyday 
I personally can say that, but you got to understand that when the time comes, they flip a switch that is just unmatched. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, they have four All-Stars, five, I should say. So at the end of the day, you got to respect them for who they are. I think, yeah, they have their moments. You know, they've been in the headlines with the bickering back in 21 whatnot. But at the end of the day, they're still the defending champions. You know, and you can't take that from them. So we got to come out there and give them, show them the respect they deserve, no matter what's going on in the press or what's going on behind closed doors. When the balls go on the court, they put all their differences aside and they go out there and hoop. And I respect them for that because, you know, that's not always the easy case, you know, to keep going back to the finals every year and not get complacent. So they, I don't think they're falling off at all. I think when the playoffs come, they'll be right where they need to be. Yeah, how then in the Western Conference got tougher this year, right? LeBron came over. How's it been with like LeBron on the Lakers in the Western Conference? Has it been kind of a hoopla? Do do all the teams like you guys also see that, or you know, just how's it been with LeBron out there? Um, it's different. The biggest thing that I've noticed outside of the Lakers, obviously, you knew the Lakers were going to change. I think the thing that I noticed was the Kings and the Mavericks and the Grizzlies, like those three teams, really just shooting up. Like yeah. and coming with something to prove. I think that was really special and really impressive because, you know, they those are teams that, you know, were, were kind of towards the bottom last year. Really, like the Aaron Fox is having an incredible year. So Buddy Heal, Luca's obviously playing out of his mind and surprising everyone, including myself. And you look at the Grizzlies, they're doing pretty much the same thing. So I think if those are the teams that are really making a tough fault on everybody else. Who was your favorite team growing up? Was it the Knicks or who was it? You know, honestly, I had love for the Knicks, but. You know, LeBron James, my favorite player, and so was Russell Westbrook. So it was really kind of wherever LeBron went, and then, like, Russell Westbrook. I was more of an individual fan as opposed to a specific player. I know you also loved watching Kobe growing up. Are you supposed to answer Kobe's your favorite player because he's kind of with body armor? I tell this all the time. I think I told him this in text message, that growing up, I was a LeBron fan before Kobe. And it wasn't until I got to the league that I realized how skilled, you know, because I've always had the argument with my gym teachers who were older than me. <laughs> I was like, no way, no way, he shoots too much. He, he, but, like, when I watched the film and I broke it down and I break down how I tried to emulate what he's done and how hard <laughs> it is to do, you know, that's when he started to really, really grow on me as a, as a player because I realized that, like, the stuff he's doing, against the defenders that he's doing it against in the old NBA, I guess you can I guess you can call it, even though it wasn't that long ago. You know, I think that's what made him real special. You look at him and you look at the street that James is on right now. They're doing similar things in their footwork. And I've had the I've had the pleasure of watching James work out uh, over the summer and I worked out with James over the summer. The the stuff that they're doing with their footwork, which is what something I've really come to respect and their, their work has goes a long, long way. But that's what really really impressed me about, about Kobe was the, the time, the working out three times a day, the, the the speech where he was talk giving a talk and he said that if you start your day at four AM you can get this much more working. You know, and I'm like four AM, like that's <laughs> sleeping time, you know? Yeah. So I think that's one thing I've really grown to respect about Kobe Bryant. No, I love it. I'm even older than you, man. So I'm a Jordan guy because I'm from Chicago. So I was having fights, uh, Jordan versus Kobe, yeah. growing up with kids here. So I just love good NBA ballers, man. And I get a lot of slack in Chicago because I'm also yeah. a Kobe fan. But, you know, at the same time, just if you're not going to emulate the best guy, who are you going to emulate? You know, so 
that to me, exactly. he, he was exactly. a man too. So shifting gears a little bit, let's have a little quick rapid fire. Favorite artist or jam to listen to, you know, before games to get you hyped? Future is up there for sure. Davies for sure. And I would say with those two, Future and Davies are my two, probably. All right, NBA 2K question. Do you use the jazz and dunk on people using yourself, or do you use another squad? Depends on how I'm feeling. Who I'm <laughs> playing against. If I'm playing against Royce, I'll use, like, the Knicks, the old, the old, the old Knicks with Melo, Stoudemire, and Jason Kidd. All right. <laughs> and Jeremy Lin, excuse me. But if I'm playing anybody else, I'm using the jazz. You know, usually. But Royce is, Royce is always, we always have the little game we play against the, uh, I play old teams. But besides that, usually the jazz, Nice. So last question. I'm based out of Chicago. When you've come here in the past, have you tried Chicago deep dish pizza? I have not because it's nothing like New York South. Oh, yeah. You're killing me, man. Next time you come here, you got to get my number. I'm going to take you out to these two spots. You got to first try it and then you got to make your decision. How's that sound? All right. That sounds like a plan. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed my interview with Donovan Mitchell. We'll now pivot to my interview with Rachel Demito. Rachel, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So before we get started with some questions, I love to just talk about people's stories. I'd love for you to talk about how you went from a college baller to hosting NBA 2K to playing in the All-Star Celebrity Game to overtime to coming up with the NBA ad that's going to premiere tomorrow. So you got a lot going on. Would just love for you to talk about it a little bit. Like, how'd you get here? Of course. I've been playing ball, I guess, since I was 10 years old. My goal was always to get a full-ride Division One scholarship and then, you know, play to Old Dominion. I ended up leaving basketball after my first season, you know, really wanted to focus on my career after that. So always knew I wanted to go into some sort of, of journalism and, and television. And shortly after college, moved to L.A. And, and did a lot of stuff on YouTube and partnered with a lot of different sports brands and, you know, slowly made my way back into the basketball scene. And then NBA 2K came around one day and had this crazy idea to make a TV show in, in a video game. And, you know, the, we did that for the, it was the first of its kind and, you know, spent almost five full seasons there. It was an incredible opportunity for me and I had so much fun there. I loved my time there. I loved everyone that I worked with there. Most recently, I feel like everyone knows I stepped away from NBA 2K. Probably the toughest decision I've had to make since quitting ball. I kind of like put those in the same category. But, you know, I'm excited for what's coming up next. You know, hopefully expanding my audience even more. You know, and now I'm partnering with Overtime. And we've shot some things already that aren't out yet. But I'm excited for everyone to get to see those. And I'm excited to have, like, more of a bigger producer role with Overtime. and, And have, like, a lot of my creativity, like, heard and, you know, see that come to life and then I'm also just excited for this year to continue growing my YouTube channel and and growing my social platforms and partnering with different brands that I maybe haven't partnered with before and and touching on different aspects in sports and different aspects of lifestyle that I haven't before obviously last year's NBA All-Star Celebrity Game was a really big opportunity for me as well which it's funny because that for me was just like me going out and playing ball (laughs) yeah (laughs) I honestly don't play basketball, I think, as much as people think I do. I 
play five on five maybe like twice a year and that was last year it was my first time playing five on five like oh, that's wow. the year. yeah you could um, i mean I, you so. could shoot i saw you light it up so <laughs> I, i'm a little surprised because i figured you you definitely played you know more maybe like weekly like everybody else so are you no, playing guess, are you playing I in this year's don't. celebrity game I'm not sure yet. Okay. I'll let you guys know for sure, but <laughs> I have I haven't decided yet. The All Star Game last year, like being in Los Angeles, and you know I've lived in Los Angeles for seven years now, and I feel like that's like one of the biggest stages you can have at an NBA All Star Game, and so you know to play as well as I did, and you know to have as much fun as I did, and to be on that stage for me was like really awesome, and to have so much fan support as well, it was really fun, and then always to have the support of the NBA and like I've worked with them multiple times over the past few years and they're just always so fun to work with it's always fun and new things and they always make sure I'm taken care of so I again working with them for this commercial was like a really cool opportunity for me and let's talk NBA a little bit so I know you're in the commercial with Clyde Frazier Travis Scott to name a few people I've seen it it's pretty dope it's going to drop tomorrow so like how did that all come about it was cool. I mean, we shot it a, a little bit ago and they told me like about the concept and I heard of some of the people that would be in it and it just seemed like a really cool opportunity for me. And I feel like what was so cool about it wasn't just like me filming, like actually being on set and filming that, but the, the cool part to me was being involved in it and, and having the NBA think of me for something like this and for something that's, you know, so big for the league to me that they really consider me as, as part of the family and including me in that I think was like really awesome you know, to be next to those type of people and then I thought the scene that they put me in was really cool too because I'm like getting like a manicure pedicure which is something that I do do like weekly or every other week because like I'm a super girly girl at the same time so to have that thrown in there I thought was really cool talking a little bit more NBA like what was your favorite team growing up obviously you played ball your whole life you're a D1 player so you know what was your favorite squad growing up I mean I grew up in Akron Ohio so we you know always rooted for the Cavs yep um growing up you know now like working so much with the NBA it's evolved definitely like over the years but yeah, <laughs> yeah. growing up it growing up it was all Cleveland sports even if if they were good or bad, we rooted for them. <laughs> of course. I'm, I'm a Chicago yeah. fan, so I had fun growing up, but now we're terrible. But I feel you. And then, like, so now <laughs> you're involved with the NBA a lot. So, like you said, things have probably changed. Like, are, are there actual squads that you root for now? Or since you're so close to them, you're just kind of, you know, having fun rooting for everyone? I love good basketball regardless. Um, the NBA is so fun because it's always something different. I feel like, you know, we have some teams that are – you know good every year but there's always like surprises you know and, and guys move around even with LeBron going to LA changes everything so it's it's always exciting you never know what you're gonna get <laughs> going back to NBA 2k who had more juice when you were there you or Ronnie 2k <laughs> more juice. like uh, uh, you know Ron online Ronnie. presence like social media you know everything well Ronnie because he had way more uh, access than me, you know. Ronnie could he could give you the locker codes and give you, you know, the VC, and I didn't I didn't have that pull. So <laughs> I feel like Ronnie had a lot more connections than than I did, and like super fun to work with. And I kind of gave you more of like the news updates and, and and stuff like that, and the access to like what goes on behind the scenes. But Ronnie could actually 
give you what you wanted to when you're when you're playing NBA 2K, which everyone wants the VC and everybody wants the upgrades. So of course, I don't think it was Ronnie on that one. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just been cool, like seeing both of your stories, just how you guys have you know, grown from where you guys were at, you know, what kind of advice would you give people trying to get into the sports industry? I know how much you two honestly have hustled, grinded, just putting out that much content is no joke, but in general, any advice you can think of just for people trying to get out there? Yeah, honestly, I think my advice from day one is to definitely to be yourself and find that specific lead for you and what sparks for you, because I wouldn't have thrived in a traditional television market or platform you know and I kind of learned that early on and so I feel like even if I would have tried to do something along the lines of like a sideline reporter or an anchor at a desk you know which is like more traditional television which which is what you're taught in college yeah um I might not have been as, as successful and I think it would be because I wasn't being true to who I am and what I really love doing so I think with everyone you know find that sport that you really love find what you really love about the sport if it's X's and O's you know there's there's writing positions there's sideline positions there's analyst positions um if it's more like me where you you just kind of love the game for what it is and you like more of like the lifestyle around it and the culture around it and you know that speaks to you more then you want to look into things that are more like that and I'm obviously with all the resources online that are available today whether it's like starting your own youtube channel which is how i started and that's how nba 2k even saw me was because of my own youtube channel my own content that i was creating but there's so many ways you can create for yourself whether it be a blog or your instagram or your youtube channel you know there's so many different ways now so you don't really have an excuse even if you don't aren't employed yet you know by like a, a big company or a big network so I think it's definitely just like finding what you love and being true to your voice and who you are and then just, you know, create for yourself until, you know, you're given an opportunity to to partner with someone bigger. Yeah, no, thank you for that. I love that. I think, you know, you never know who's out there, who's checking out your work too. You just got to, can't be scared, just put it out there. You know, I started with a blog too and it's, it's been a pretty fun ride. So uh, I think that's terrific advice for anybody trying to break in. And my last question is just esports related. I mean, you've seen that blow up from the start just because you were at NBA 2K. I mean, now NBA teams are partnering. Guys like Drake are investing in it. You know, how, what do you see kind of the next couple of years in regards to esports? Do you see it like sky's the limit getting bigger? Do you think that's just a fad right now? Where do you see it going? I don't see it slowing down anytime soon and definitely, you know, being a part of that world for so long. And, you know, I loved video games before going into NBA 2K, but I wasn't, I was immersed in that world. You know, once I became a part of that company, I really saw like the passion and the hours and interviewing some of these pro gamers and seeing like really how many hours they dedicate and how much they sacrifice is incredible. And then seeing the fans that will ride behind it. So I think with the NBA, it's so new. Um, but to see even like Adam Silver, like so dedicated to it and so excited about it. And then seeing like other celebrities, basketball players, even like Jerry Ferrara with the Knicks. And he's like super into it. I just feel like it's definitely going to continue growing. And and we'll see what happens and, and what kind of stage if it gets out of like the niche audience that it has now, which is like more of like a strictly gamer base. And if it can break into, you know, the, the world of sports, but 
it's done that in other video games, like the first person games, you know, has definitely a wider audience. So I feel like the NBA and the sports games can definitely do that as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I see them selling out stadiums and stuff, right? For some of those for first sure. person games. So it'd be amazing right. to see that for like NBA 2K or Madden or just some of these sports games that we all grew up playing. So. Of My thanks again to Donovan Mitchell and Rachel Demita for joining me. If you guys enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to give us a like or subscribe. And please, please, please share the word with your friends. Last but not least, you can follow my work at DocSquad33 on Twitter or VicChoxy33 on Instagram. Thank you guys again for listening. This is your host, Vic Choxy, signing off. I'll see you guys next time on Victory Lap.